Hello and welcome to the PopBreak.com's official Oscars podcast, hosted by Marissa Carpico and Matt Taylor. This is Marissa Carpico, the film editor at thepopbreak.com. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Taylor. Say hello, Matt. Hi, everyone. And we are here for one of our individual category episodes of um, the Way Too Early Oscar podcast. We're doing, um, you know, everybody's favorite technicals, um, <laughs> which we love and I'm sure someone listens to. Uh, today, we're going to be doing sound, the combined one thing sound um, category and uh, visual effects, um, which has always got some wild stuff in it. So, you know, that'll be fun. Um, okay, uh, we're just going to jump right into it. You know, the goal is to make these sort of quick and quick and nasty, as it were. <laughs> and we're and we're busy. So we yes, are, we are. We're baby. trying to keep it busy. We're trying to keep it quick this time. Yeah, trying to hang on for dear life here. All right, so let's start with sound. Um, the nominees are, um, uh, I'm going to read the names for everyone. Um, and, and forgive me, because I'm sure I'll pronounce something wrong at some point. Um, Victor Prassel, uh, Frank Cruz, Marcus Stemmler, Lars Ginzel, and Stefan Court for All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, Julian Horvath, uh, Howarth, um, Gwendolyn Yates Whittle, Dick Bernstein, Christopher Boys. Gary Summers and Michael Hedges for Avatar The Way of Water. Um, Stuart Wilson, William Files, uh, Douglas Murray, and Andy Nelson for The Batman. Um, David Lee, Wayne Pashley, Andy Nelson, and Michael Keller for Elvis. Um, Mark Weingarten, James H. Mather, um, Al Nelson, Chris Burdon, and Mark Taylor for Top Gun Maverick. Um, your doppelganger worked on Top Gun Maverick there, Matt. Um, okay, so those are the nominees. Um, <laughs> why don't we talk about uh hell let's just talk about top gun maverick what are your thoughts i mean yeah Sound. yeah i mean it's incredible like like I mean, it's just the sort of thing where i'm like <laughs> obviously like yeah. hello yeah uh there's not much to say uh it's one of the best you know made movies of the year i think i noticed like uh and i've been intentionally avoiding stuff like this online if you listen to our episodes you know that marissa and i are slowly purging ourselves of any social media basically mm -hmm. and um um i've been avoiding this i have seen a lot of people being like top guns prevalence in many nomination like categories uh is like an indication of how this is like a weak year and i'm not no. arguing this is not a, like, I, I do think 2022 is something of a weak year that being said um Top Gun is just very well made and would be nominated no matter what. Like, it is a very, like, it's fine if you don't like it or whatever. Like, it, it is, you know, it is propaganda. I'm not going to, like, we're not going to sugarcoat that. Yeah, we're not going to deny that, no. But it is incredibly well made. And, like, the sound is really stellar. I saw it in theaters twice, I believe. Once in IMAX, um, which was, you know, mind-blowing. But then also I saw it in, like, regular standard uh 2d definition um at like an amc on like a tuesday night near like in september when it was still in theaters inexplicably and it still sounded great like you know it's it is a really well-made movie yeah. and um yeah i mean I'm actually excited. movies sort of hinge on sound in a very subtle way because 
you know, the sound of those planes breaking through barriers, as it were, uh, is what sort of gives you the the tension and the excitement. And, you know, it's all about that. Um, it's the visceral feeling of being in that plane with Tom Cruise. You're just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> flying through space as fast, as fast as possible. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, yeah, I, I agree. And it's a weak year, but I mean, on of all the things to point to as a as a thing, it re, you know, a, a harbinger of it being a weak year, this one's not it. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Um, I I will talk about my beloved the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, there are a lot of sound moments I really enjoyed in it. Primary among them is uh, the way the Batmobile revs. The first time I saw that movie, and the Batmobile was like revving in the shadows. Oof! I I felt something. Something happened to me. I, I was different after that. Um, and there's just a lot of great sound work in it. You know, the fighting, the first fight scene. Let's say the violence of it. You get on some level through the sound of the punches. If it didn't sound so horrific it would just look silly, right? If, it, if the sound were turned too low or they're like, say you watch a fight scene and there's no punching sounds, you'd be like, oh, well, this is just play acting, right? So like, that's what's giving you the reality in, a, in this sort of situation. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, another one that I think it's like, I'm happy to see it here. I liked that movie a lot. It's really well-made well Hollywood blockbuster fare. Um, you know, I loved it. I don't, what am I gonna, what can I do? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, yeah, no, this is another one that's just so well made. Um, you know, I only got to see it once in theaters, and that's a big regret of me from mm. this year. I, it is it is a really well-made movie, and, like... It, it is the third longest superhero movie, so that's fine, honestly. Yeah, but it is... We are recording this mere days after being subjected to Quantum Mania. Oh, girl. And, like, it is a real testament to how, oh, if you make movies well sometimes, they're good, actually, and... The sound in the Batman is incredible. The the Batmobile revving to life is Oof. incredible, incredible. Yeah, hot. Um, how about you talk about Elvis, your your favorite movie? <laughs> Not really. I just I don't like. I it. mean, <laughs> listen, listen. I I I love Baz. I do. Um, you know, me and Nicole Kidman have that in common. And, <laughs> um, and uh, one of my big regrets from twenty twenty two is also that. Uh, I overslept and was not able to make my Elvis screening at Adobe Auditorium, and instead it was just like, whatever, I'm going to go see it on a regular screen. And you know what? I should have waited and saw it in Dolby because it probably was incredible. But, um, you know, in the way that all of Boz's films are, uh, this it's chaos incarnate on the screen, basically. <laughs> and um, whether or not that works for you, uh, you know, no judgment, sometimes it doesn't work for people. And um, I guess this works for the Academy and it works for me because I do kind of just love how this movie is like a music video from beginning to end. And uh, I think it is very uh, well made in the way it weaves together, you know, uh, Elvis's music, uh, music, like modern pop music, like that really catchy, um, I think it was Doja Cat song yeah. from the film. Well, even uh, there's that, and then there's that moment where they uh, sample uh, Britney Spears' Toxic at one point when they're talking about, like, celebrity culture. It's, you know, it, it's stuff like that where I'm just like, Baz is always, uh, you know, doing the most in a way that I find really fascinating. And 
uh, I think this sounds really, really impressive in, in Elvis, and I'm thrilled to see it um, represented here. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm cold on the film overall, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if it has to win one, this one wouldn't necessarily be bad. Uh, I mean, I rolled my eyes when the toxic thing happened because I was like, okay, but like, what are you even saying? But, you know, it, they did that. Um, and the way that like the sound of um, that I'm Evil song is sort of ratcheted up and down as they're like throwing um, like newspaper <laughs> articles up on the screen, that really works. That's a good scene. So there are like good moments in it. Um, I, I, I think that all my issues with it are probably visual rather than um, oral. So that's fine. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate this, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> and we will talk about the visuals of the. Oh, boy, do we have to. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's, what's another one here? Um, I'll, I'll talk about All Quiet on the Western Front. This, uh, they, they really love this movie at the Academy. It got a lot of nominations. Um, you know, war movies, it makes sense, right? You've got all these explosions. You have to catch them correctly uh, on the actual filming day, and then you have to augment them in whatever way in... in the sound booth later um but uh yeah i get it i mean it's it's not one that would have stood out to me there's no moments necessarily that like really um really like impressed me uh, but i was also about to get covid or probably maybe had it already who knows and, and like you know uh less than a week away from the election so nothing not a lot could make an impression at that point and that and nothing really like stands out to me in the way that like you know uh, the other three movies that we mentioned have um how about you so i actually just watched this yesterday and oh that's um, true right? while ill not not fun uh, <laughs> not a, you've only seen it ill <laughs> yes not a great movie to watch while ill it must be said. <laughs> and uh but not with covid thankfully but um yeah. but uh so i was watching it at home obviously and um, I will say there's the scene uh, where the, there's like a, I mean, there's a lot of battle scenes, but there's like a particular one with the tank. And um, mm. uh, even on my home, you know, I was not in my in my nice, uh, really high tech uh, surround sound living room that my boyfriend set up for me. I was in our bedroom with like a really <laughs> standard TV and sound bar, and it still sounded really, really great in that moment. And I was like, ah. I get the nomination. In general, my thoughts in that movie are kind of just like, okay, but like, like that's yeah. that's a thing that happened. But um, but the sound nomination to me makes sense, and um, you know, like I hope it doesn't win. I think there's a lot more worthy nom worthy nominations here. But like, uh, you know, I I don't hate the nomination by any means. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um. Uh, final one, Way of Water. I actually, you know, I I support that a lot because in a film that is so um, not play, taking place in any realm of actual reality and has to be like basically like, you know, drawn or <laughs> rendered from scratch almost, uh, even though like, you know, they're at one point, Kate Winslet had dots on her face, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's impressive, honestly, because realistically they have to like make all of that sound or record whatever the hell they can and then like go from there. But like they have to create whole worlds. Whales got to be talking, you know, Nobby's got to be screaming at each other, whatever. Um, it's a lot. It's like a lot, you know, like 
the last 20 minutes or, or well, maybe like, I don't know how long it is, but it, the last half hour at least, you know, turns into fucking Titanic. Like, I can't imagine like sitting down at a desk every day for God knows how long trying to figure out how to put the sound into this thing. I, you know, anybody working on those movies, it's an achievement. I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny because I am not in any way questioning this nomination because James Cameron's movies are always, you know, top form of the mm-hmm. genre, basically. I will mm-hmm. say, my the thing I keep coming back to as I think about Avatar's nominations is, like, I don't remember any specific great <laughs> set pieces in The Way of Water, and I liked it. You can listen to our episode on it. But it is wild how I'm like, oh, like, none of it sat with me. Mm. And, like, even, you know, the Batman, like, I saw that, le- like, more than, maybe more than a year ago now, or just yeah, about a year ago. Yeah, almost. And, like, I still remember some of those set pieces really clearly. So I'm just like, oh, like, it is funny how I like Way of Water. I'm not questioning the nomination whatsoever, but I am, like, I can't point to a specific moment in it where I'm like, that, that is why it deserves this domination, but you know, I don't question it. James Cameron's team knows what they're doing, so you know, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I felt the same way about that first one. I suppose. I mean, I liked the first one. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to know. <laughs> yeah. I guess we can't get into <laughs> philosophical discussion about Avatar because we're going to be doing that for the next five to six years. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But yeah, um, so we always do a couple alternates. I know I'm sure you have a, a long list. I'll just do one. Um, I think Nope had some brilliant sound work, honestly. Um, from the way that like the screaming of humans mostly is distorted um, to set like sometimes make you wonder of whether it's like, are we happy right now? Or are we are we are we screaming in terror? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the way that like a horse has to be sort of echoing around a whole, you know, field and uh, wherever in California suburb somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's really good. It's the, the sound is very important to that film in a lot of ways. Um, so I think that would have been a cool nomination. I mean, it's 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 odd that that film's not really nominated for anything. So. So the funny thing is. Uh, I have a confession for this year regarding oh my God. spreadsheets. Oh my God. I did not keep a spreadsheet this year. It is, oh my God. It's, it's shocking. It is shocking character development. Oh. Um, that, this is, this is one was, of the horsemen of the apocalypse, right? Like chaos or something. All I'm saying is I started Prozac this year and suddenly stopped keeping a spreadsheet and connect the dots, people. <laughs> oh man. But, Shout out um, to the Prozac girlies. We um, love the Prozac oh. girlies. <laughs> <laughs> that but, is um, wild. Wow. But uh, I did, of course, make nominations prior to <laughs> us recording. And ironically, I match up four for four for five with the Academy. And the sole wow. one that um, that doesn't make my, doesn't make the, the Academy's nominations that makes mine is nope. Because I completely agree. It is... Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nope's going to make a lot of appearances in my nominations. It yeah. is, like, spoiler alert, basically my favorite movie of the year. But, um, yeah, I mean, the two best scares in that movie uh, rely almost entirely on sound uh, in order to freak out the audience. And I think a big reason why the movie worked is, I mean, it is technically incredibly impressive the whole time, but um, the sound's really, really something with this one. I, I love this movie so much. You're going to hear me 
you're going to be sick of hearing me talk about it by the end of the uh, the end of the season. But um, the sound's really, really stunning for this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like elite. Um, some of the things, some of the sounds you hear in that movie, it's like will haunt me for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, visual effects. Um, I feel like I'm not going to read the whole team this time because sound. I, I it felt I like doing it because it was like. You know, when the categories were split a couple of years ago, it became so clear what a team effort that is. And I'm sure that's true of visual effects, obviously. But um, I don't know. It's just it's uh, a lot of names, a lot of names. And I'm sure there's like a million people who aren't mentioned. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, OK, so All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, Avatar, The Way of Water, um, The Batman. Uh, let's see. Um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever and Top Gun Maverick. A um, couple of repeats here and one or two new ones. Uh, why don't you um, talk about uh, Wakanda Forever? Um, it's the only one we really haven't talked about yet. I mean, yeah, my main thought while watching Wakanda Forever was like, wait, they can look like this? Um, <laughs> like the, the Marvel movies? Yeah. Um, this movie is beautiful looking. And, um, you know, uh, this was not a very, 2022 was not a very good year for Marvel. And there's a lot of articles in the entertainment trades lately about superhero fatigue. And uh, you can make from that what you will. But I think uh, Wakanda Forever is, you know, a very strong movie and, like, particularly impressive given the insane hand that Ryan Coogler was given with making this movie. Yeah. Uh, like, in ter- the fact that he made something that's comprehensible, let alone entertaining and good, is kind of um, imp- incredible. But uh, the visual effects are are out of this world for it, and really, really amongst the best of the year, I think. The, easily the best Marvel's ever looked. And, um, uh, you know, I would love... I don't know what happened differently with this one versus uh, everything else from their studio, but I wish they did more that looked like this. Because, um, again, we are recording this day after seeing Quantumania, and... That movie's so ugly. And um, Yeah, well, apparently Quantumania is doing, did this thing where they basically just, instead of green screens, they have giant LCD screens or something like that that are just projecting stuff on the background behind them. So it's like a real background, a digital background that is physically behind them. I, I don't, I doubt Kugler did that. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many, there's a that interview with Angela Bassett that we both read where she's like, or I don't know where I saw it, but she was just like, no, that like throne is actually there. Like I'm, it's real. Like, yeah. you know, I don't have to do that much to, to uh, think of a world. I think Ryan Kugler, and I think you can see it on screen quite clearly yeah. often is like, only using visual effects as as needed. I mean, you know, you, you can't really. We don't have a flying suit technology yet, so like, obviously the Ironheart stuff you got to do, but it, all that stuff is great, and it's like an example of like when you use it sparingly and when you need it, it's it does it it's really good. So exactly. yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on that. Um, let's see what else is there. Um, I think you know some of these. It's like more obvious where the CGI is, of course. Um, right. But like I watched something on All Quiet in the Western Front, I, and I I would have to be told <laughs> where <laughs> where they're using CGI. I mean I don't doubt it's there, um, but yeah I don't know I, I, I'm sure it's probably very subtle, which is to its credit. Um, but I don't know I, I think if in this category I, I tend to favor something 
that is feels like it's pushing pushing it forward as it were. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't think I would. I don't think I can. Yeah. I. 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 It wouldn't be my pick actually. Yeah, I agree. I think just comparing that. I mean, they're they are very different war films, but the two war films in this category, like what they're doing in terms of visual effects, both practical and special, like uh, CGI, um, are so different. Where even you know the battle scenes in All Quiet on the Western Front, which again very different from Maverick, but like they're interesting and brutal because of how close up they are like mm -hmm. the direct, direct directing choices it's not even like special effect choices yeah. that are making them effective so i'm kind of baffled by all quiet most from being in here in general like you know it's an impressive looking movie don't get me wrong but it does feel like a of um like a filler nomination almost yeah. where which is a bummer because there just are other movies from this year that like both good and better and worse than all quite less than front that like have more interesting visual effects to be honest <laughs> yeah. yeah i agree with you on that um uh what what do you talk about uh i mean what we just talked about it. what talk a little more about top gun maverick anything you want to add about it i mean it's one of the again it's one of the best looking movies of the year <laughs> and yeah. um just, you know, like, I I still think about so many of these action sequences, uh, like, on a daily basis, basically, since seeing it. And, um, yeah, it looks, it looks stunning. It's great stunt work, which, you know, I wish there was a, a award on its own in the Academy. And I, I think eventually we will get to the point where they get, like, a stunt category. There seems to be so much growing yeah, pressure for it. Um, and there absolutely should be. But, like... Um, you know, kind of lumping all of that work in with visual effects. It just, it looks incredible. It is an incredible looking movie and, uh, you know, well-deserved, a well-deserved yeah. nomination. I think, you know, to contrast it and All Quiet, it's like both of them obviously have visual effects, right? But this one, I think it is in, you could probably tell that there are more in this one, but I think it's in service of something a little more, um, I don't know. I, I I think it's more effective in the way it's used realistically. Like obviously a lot of those action scenes are going to have CGI and where they don't also makes them more impressive. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, I think it's emphasized in a film like this uh, that's going for like sort of a hyperbolic <laughs> feeling rather than something that is so realistic, like all quiet. Um, yeah, I mean, like, listen, you're you're you come to the wrong podcast. You think we're going to argue with any nomination for Dogs and <laughs> There should have been more. <laughs> Frankly, um, okay. Uh, Avatar: The Way of Water, probably the most visual effects pound per pound of of any film <laughs> made in this year or most years. Honestly, probably since Avatar Perhaps One. Ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what can you say? Like, it's spectacular. I mean, the reason these films work and the reason that you and I, despite not even very much liking this one, have both thought at points, should I see it again? Is that, <laughs> is that it's like fucking incredible to sit through this like visual splendor, right? I mean, like the, the films are dumb as hell in their plotting and character works work, but my God, I mean, I tell you that first time I saw that damn whale in the credits for the reissue of Avatar One, I I I, I cried. I cried. I couldn't handle it. Um, <laughs> the water shit is so beautiful, and like to think about like how far 
visual effects work has come with water in the last like 20 years, we are living in different timelines. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. 20 years ago, water looked like shit on the screen. <laughs> it looked like shit. <laughs> and now we get something like this that is just like jaw dropping, like insanity. Um, you know, admittedly, there are some bad moments. But in this day and age, what movie doesn't have bad moments of CGI and visual effects? Honestly, at this point, it's it's impossible. Um, it's also, crucially, the only film this year where E.B. Falco is in a giant robot doing uh, karate before drinking it from a little teacup. Yeah, and, I and she's holding that, the teacup with the robot arm. Let's be very specific here. Yes, exactly. So I think, <laughs> I think that you know, alone earns it the award. To be honest, like yeah. every movie should have that in it, and they went there. That's true. Only one movie this year had Edie Falco in a mech, and you know what? It's nominated for best picture. Um, okay, the Batman. Uh, you know, how about you talk about? It? Yeah, I mean, this one's good, and I think what. Uh, the Batman stands out so much in like the current state of comic book movies because while it is a high budget, uh, you know, IP uh, franchise yeah. film, yeah. Um, it does it does a very good job of feeling stripped down enough to not feel like that, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of things work in its favor uh, to make that happen. And one of them is just uh, you mentioned this with um, uh, Top Gun before, like knowing when to use CGI and things like that um, to, like, uh, you know, make an action scene work well. And uh, because of it doesn't go overboard on it, the movie looks beautiful throughout the whole thing. So I think, like, if not the best visual effects, it's it might be, like, the best utilized special effects of the year in just terms of uh, never overdoing it. Or if it, even if it does, like you mentioned, every film has, like, some bad visual effects i can't remember them a year later so it's like that's you know a testament i think to the quality in the film yeah yeah i agree with all that i mean it is probably the best like most bang for the buck of any of the films that we've Mm -hmm. uh, that are in this category realistically um because yeah i mean that that whole that film's whole conceit is a sort of like um operatic grittiness if you will and it and it totally works you know um i my only alternate here again is nope uh you know it's the whole damn thing is hinges on a sort of cgi monster um that has to not be disappointing and like i feel like 99 percent of the time (laughs) a cgi monster is the worst thing that could ever happen but Mm -hmm. this one worked for me you know and both times that i saw it um do you have any other ones yeah i have nope by mine and then also um everything everywhere all at once is is one that i I was kind of surprised it didn't make it, actually, yeah. just because, um, you know, obviously a bit rustier compared to the other films, given, you know, its budget. But, like, it used that to its advantage and just, like, looks really good. And, yeah. like, uh, you know, everything has the proper aesthetic. Everything just melds well together. It, it looks great. Um, you know, you get the little the little rocks moving around in that, in that one universe. You got... Uh, the raccoon on um, Harry Shandrew's head. Yes, and things like that. It's, it's a really lovely looking movie, and I, I would have loved to have seen. I love when like an unlikely film makes it into the visual effects category, and I was really hoping that one was going to, but um, it's okay. Yeah, you know, that that's a good call, because that one, yeah, there's some, the budget is not there compared to, like, you know, fucking Avatar or whatever, but it's 
it's all it, it you forgive it and it almost works because of it's part of this like fucked up aesthetic right exactly um i realized we didn't choose winners for sound um why don't we just choose our winners for both categories right now i would mm-hmm. probably i i think uh you know i'd have to choose avatar honestly for visual effects just because of like again i think like if we're talking about the most work um it's that honestly <laughs> um sound i'm gonna i'm gonna go with my my boy the batman uh, are we, we're talking about who we would pick or who we think the Oscars going to pick here? Oh, I, I'm talking about who I would pick, but you can, you can, uh, oh, yes, you okay. can throw that out. You know, people can do their own ballots. I don't know if I want to help anyone. Yeah, I would pick, um, for sounds, Top Gun, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. I think, um, that movie just, again, incredible. Visual effects, I like, I want to go with Avatar, but also I feel like that's like, this the easy pick in a weird it is. way. No, um, it is. It is. There's a part of me that wants to also go in Top Gun, and it's very, very. I don't know if it's if it's a genuine pick or one where I'm just like, she's different. But um, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Top Gun. Just I'm gonna, I'm feeling different today. I'm feeling different. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. That is uh, visual effects and sound. Um, Look forward uh, over the coming days. We're going to be posting at least one of these for the next uh, few days up until the day of the um, the Oscar ceremony on March 12th. Um, and then after that ceremony, uh, we will be doing a, a recappy sort of thing. Um, so look out for that. Uh, until then, I am Arisa Carpico. Um, I'm sure you could look for reviews possibly during this time. Otherwise, I'm on any remaining social media at Marissa Carpico. How about you, Matt? I'm on Letterboxd and um, Serialized if you wanted to follow me. And uh, that's it. It feels great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. All right, thanks for listening, everyone.